Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up, 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 what up? It's Todd. Okay, and also it's Obert. And um, <laughs> guys, the, the stars are out tonight. Uh, do you hear that that music playing, that classical piano? Do, 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 da, 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 da. Are we starting you know a Final means? Fantasy game? It's It's Oscars night today oh. Ooh, oscars Sunday. night yeah i totally went yeah. left you guys all went right no it's the oscars <laughs> um everyone's there they're all getting awards for their good movieing. Um, so yeah they're all they're all vying for that big golden man yes is this, is this the golden man one yeah so funny story actually that golden man's name is tony even though they give him away at the oscars not the tonys what that do guy's people tony. get at the what do the people get at the tonys um, they get a little like a Muppet in a trash can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So what is the point of the Oscars? So there's categories, right? They have like best cinematography, best actress, like wildest stunts, I think is one. Oh, this is like the real one. This is like where people actually get like, like, this is like the big one. Like whoever wins like the best of the best is like truly yeah, the you, best of the best. Yeah. You get to be, you then are Mr. Oscar for next year. Right, yeah, right. that's that's how it works. It, er, there is only one Mister Oscar, and yeah. every sometimes, year, sometimes a it's a Mrs. Oscar. Oh, true, very true. But is well, regardless, though, as well? male or female, you are Mister Oscar for one year. Yeah, as long as you're the best, you Oscared the best. You, yeah, yeah, if you were the best Oscar throughout the whole year, imagine if that's what it was. It was just everybody in the world named Oscar, <laughs> whoever the best Oscar was. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that that award show where it's just everybody who's named Oscar gets into a room and they call up different Oscars to give speeches, and at the end of the night they award Mister Oscar. No wonder, the, no wonder the same guy always wins the Nobel Peace Prize because you know there's only one person named Nobel in the entire world. Yeah, they had to retire the name after him. <laughs> and the winner is oh well, same guy, same guy as always. <laughs> you know, I, I I actually put in I was gonna offer my services because and uh sorry for the folks at home because this is a a medium of of just voices but look watch see this see this ran this normal envelope yes yep watch watch me open it real quick though whoa see wow you see? wow <laughs> you're a pro i if tell you what if i was to the channels and i just saw somebody opening that envelope i'd be like i really need to know what that award is that he's reading off so I think you could have done it. I think it could have been an official envelope opener of the Oscars. Do you? Think yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I wrote in. I, I tweeted. In, wait, I know it's in that envelope. Is that it's in a, is that for the person with the sexiest voice on the Drinking Alone with Friends podcast? As it goes to Todd. Out. Well, you can't. Uh, well, you don't have the envelope, so Chris has to read it. I don't even need to know the envelope. I already know that I'm the the winner, as told by many many people. Over the past, not week. many, many. There's so, like wait, that one... segue of yours was what's in the envelope? Doesn't matter. I know what's in the envelope. I'm sexy voice. I'm sexy. Me, Todd <laughs> equals sexy. Deal with it. That's that's how the Oscars works. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> imagine if that's how the Oscars were. It's just the one that was most insistent that they won the award <laughs> gets the award. <laughs> Oh, oh man! I love it. Uh, well, I think we could all agree I, that yeah, the the best the whoever won best Oscar probably didn't deserve it. But you know that's yeah. that's the critics for you. Mister Oscar was so <laughs> persistent, or Mrs. <laughs> I'm the Oscar. I'm Mister Oscar. <laughs> Call me Oscar. 
<laughs> well, like the person who like opens, true or false, the person who opens the envelope at the Oscars, they can't win the Oscar, right? I mean, I think true. I don't know. I feel like that's like a there's no rule do- saying that dogs can't play basketball kind of thing where you know they might be able to. Like like if, if you were Leonardo, Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio going for Best Actor and he was like and the person who won the Best Actor is and they he opens probably it and wouldn't says give me. him the envelope. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, no, probably not. Imagine <laughs> how shocked he would be. Yeah. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, oh, Son you of really a bitch. shouldn't have. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Someone else with my name won this damn Oscar. <laughs> or oh, they just man. get pissed and they throw the envelope in the, up in the air, flip off the crowd and walk off stage. Yeah. <laughs> you don't deserve to know. What if they just said it was them anyway, regardless of what it actually said? Uh, yeah, but all right. Well, at least at least it's over. I don't know. I don't. It, like I think I saw one movie this year. So how was it? It was good. I actually just rewatched it the other day. <laughs> what movie was? And it? I hope it wins because then I can be like, "Haha, I have good taste." I love the idea that that you saw one movie. You you watched two feature length films <laughs> this year, and you just decided to pick the same one twice. <laughs> can we know what movie it was? So we at least we know, we know what movie it was. Wins. It was Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, uh, yep, that's right. That's it. Well, it's yeah. gonna win. That's gonna win Best Picture. So. See, I think it's yeah, because I, I saw. It's because I it's saw. It's the it only twice. movie I think I've seen this year too, besides a couple other ones. Yes, besides those <laughs> other movies, except for the saw. other movies I watched. Yeah. All right, we're getting crazy here, Todd, Mister Sexy Voice. Why don't you? Hello. Why don't you describe to us a delicious beer that you're going to drink tonight? Well, I, I hate to disappoint you, but I'm not drinking a beer. Okay, sorry. Hashtag Tud Fit. I forgot. Yeah, How dare I? Tud Fit. Tud Fit, The Journey Continues, the sequel. Yep. He's got with for us tonight. There's going to be more sequels to Tud Fit than there are to James Bond. We're going to run out of Roman numerals. <laughs> They're going to have to replace Tud partway through. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, like, t- I really like Daniel Craig as Tud. I thought he did a really good job. <laughs> Everybody knows that George, uh, that Sean Connery was the OG the best, Tud. Yeah, he, yeah, he was, yeah, the, he was best the best Tud. Tud. Nobody's partial to Roger Moore. Wasn't he Tud for like one movie or <laughs> too much body hair on uh, Roger Moore for my? Hey, there's liking. nothing wrong with that. Okay, I just I don't. That's not how I picture my Tud. You know, like <laughs> well, when I picture no, Tud, picturing the wrong Tud. <laughs> <laughs> how do you do you picture me completely hairless? Me no. No no. no. So, I'm talking about Obert. So I see now you're wearing a t-shirt. You got a big beard on. I imagine from everything I can't see down. Just zero, zero hairs. Like a, like a baby's like you're bottom. A, you're a seal, like a literally a wet seal from neck down. This this has gotten crazy. I don't know how we got to this point. We're like yeah. 10 minutes into the podcast. And we're talking about wet seal, Tud. <laughs> Tud, tell us what you're drinking, please. Yes. Um, oh, man. So, so I'm going to do a little throwback to uh, my time in Tennessee at the end of the year last year where we went yeah. to. Old Glory Distilling. Ooh, nice. And I really wanted to bring something back to talk in the pod about, but they don't sell a lot of they don't sell a lot of their liquors in take homeable containers. Like I mean by like take home I mean like airplane worthy containers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There it's either you get like little nips or you get like like a a, a handle or something like yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Nothing in between. So I bought the smooth um smooth shine blueberry lemonade moonshine it's a little nip it's one ounce and i thought i'd bring in the pot and give a review of it i had had the moonshine when we were there 
uh, the regular moonshine. The moonshine was really good. Um, they told me that the blueberry lemonade was something completely, completely unique. I'm having a hard time talking today, guys. I'm sorry. So let's try it out. Yeah, they do this with a couple different like varieties of it too. Like they have this. They had like an apple cinnamon smooth shine as well, which is pretty solid. Uh, there's been a couple that they had, but I'm curious to see. I'm curious to see what. Yeah. Todd okay. So first sip is the shock, right? What's the shock? <laughs> no, there was no shock. This is like juice. Uh, okay. Is there, is there alcohol in this? This All is right, dangerous it's only, moonshine. It's only 35 proof, so okay. it is a little light. Oh, okay. That is light, yeah. I didn't realize how, how light it actually was. I was expecting triple that. But, I mean, this is, it's, I mean, it still is 15.5% alcohol, so it's, you know, still a lot of booze in here. But this Pro tip for listeners, proof is half a percent. Every proof is, so if it's 20%, 20 proof, it's 10% alcohol. Yeah, we probably should report back why we decided to do, why the world decided to do proofs that way versus just doing percentages for everything yeah there's a story behind that maybe we should bring it to the podcast yeah yeah not today no not today <laughs> so yeah this is really good this tastes like blueberry lemonade um it's smooth it's delicious it's probably do nutritious because it's probably got some some vitamins from fruit the fruit in it though. right yeah from the fruit do you get more blueberry or more lemonade this is wait didn't you do blueberry lemonade two weeks ago no raspberry lemonade and that oh, was that excuse was seltzer. me excuse that was, me that was seltzer <laughs> how dare i <laughs> I get a lot of blueberry um, with a little bit of lemonade. I think the lemonade adds more of the sweetness to it, so it makes the blueberry flavor seem more sweet. Interesting. I would have thought you would have gotten the bitter from the lemons, but not really. Well, blueberries are naturally a little bitter too. True. True. Um, I really like this. I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this a four. Very nice. Yeah, it's a good one. And, uh, and now I'm going to put know, a request that... in. I want you to send me a bottle of this next time you uh, <laughs> send me something. Well, you, uh, you might be out of luck. I th- I don't think they do that year round. It might have been like a a summer thing. Mm. You or, go find and... it for me right now. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I haven't I hadn't been there in a couple. All right. Weeks, thanks but... for listening, folks. Chris has got to go, but uh, right, it's bye. been a real fun Listen... recording the podcast. Follow all of us, and uh, you know the rest. <laughs> Listen and, to the sound the of the thing. sexy voice. It compels you to go get me more. It, that doesn't work on me. Don't don't hypnotize the audience, Chris. Oh, <laughs> the power of Todd uh, compels. They're probably you. driving. You can't you can't hypnotize people driving. <laughs> uh, so, just for the listeners at home, that is in true Todd fashion, just over one large ice cube, correct? Yes, it is okay. one large circle ice cube. All right, and it is delicious. This this is going to be gone before someone else reviews their beer. What if it was a large square ice cube? I have those as well. Um, okay, I had you can't just swirl filled... them as well, though. Right. Well, I had just you can swirl around the glass, but I had just filled up that ice cube tray, so they weren't ice cubes yet. So I had to use my one circular ice cube. Okay, there you go. It's a backstory, the origin story <laughs> of the origin ice story. So uh, who's going next? I'll go. I okay. have a new brewery, relatively new brewery here in the Flathead Valley to bring to the podcast. I have Sunrift Brewing Company. Um, they are nine months old. I just went there today, actually, and I picked up this growler to take back. This is the Supernova. It's a Belgian triple. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you can see I have it here in a sniffer glass. It's a nice nice amber color. Um, is it warm? I've been letting it rest. I think I probably poured it about half an hour ago. Okay. It's not as warm as I think it would deserves to be. I should take the rest of the growler out of the fridge, actually. But um, let's let's dive into it. I definitely get that um, a little bit like the ban- that banana aroma you get from triples. You know, you get that that fermenting fruit 
Yeah, like sense. that rotten banana smell. I didn't want to say rotten. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, it's your, fermenting for, is polite way to say rotten. But for the for the average Joe listener who doesn't know what you're talking about when you say fermented, it's, Imagine, it's really like if, if you picked up with a rotten banana and sniffed it, that's what it smells like. Imagine, I want all the listeners to close their eyes, unless you're driving. Visualize <laughs> the blackest banana you've ever seen with fruit flies buzzing all around it. Just take a big whiff. That's what this beer smells like. It sounds delicious. Mm. That's why I love Belgians. So as I taste this, I get I definitely get those decomposing fruit flavors. Um, I get the wild yeast. I taste death. Yeah. <laughs> I taste bad fruit. <laughs> yeah, that wild yeast. It's a typical Belgian triple. Um, if you've ever had anything from Allagash, who does triples pretty well up in the Northeast, um, you'd be familiar with what this beer tastes like. I'm a, I, as I discovered back in episode 19-ish, um, I'm the only one who likes Belgians on the pod. So I feel like it's a little bit of my duty to bring them here. Yeah, so that's, you probably won't catch me drinking many of them. Yeah, so that's why I had to go when I saw on the tap list today why I had to go with the Belgian triple. And I'm glad I did because I think this clock's in around 9%, maybe 8, 8.5-ish, uh, if I remember correctly. Um, it's a very dry beer, dry finish. Uh, you know, like most Belgians, you're not going to get a lot of hop aromas or flavors. I rated this a 4.0 because I like Belgians, and I think this is a good example of Belgian. It's not gonna, it's not knocking it out of the park in the Belgian category. I like my Belgians a little bit, a little bit more of that unfiltered yeast. But um, yeah, good enough. To give it a four, definitely. Now, do you have a like five star rated Belgian? Okay, I do okay, not. Booker T. I do not. I think if I ever was to to have one, it would probably have to be. In Belgium, at a Trappist Monk brewery, uh, the full experience. I think if I ever went there, that would almost certainly be a five-star experience. Maybe okay. four or seven, five. So if you ever end up going to like Chimay or something like that, yeah, they might it. be able to woo you into a five-star. Yeah, I think a big part of it would be the experience. Um, but so, so I will say, you know, as much as I shit on Belgians. There is a uh, place, I think I've mentioned it on this pod before, in New York City called the Burp Castle. And it's literally, you walk in there and it's set up to be like a Trappist-type uh, situation. So it's a whisper bar. You're not allowed to talk above, you know, talking like this to your person next That's to you. That's interesting. It's a library, basically. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's you know, it's on, uh, like, it's, it's on East 7th Street. It's on the same road as McSwirly's, just a couple buildings down. But it is completely silent. It's the only place in New York City you can go and like actually hear yourself think as you're sitting in a bar. It's actually really good. Todd, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but if I had to think of the list of the people who would, who I would least be least likely to invite to a brewery or a bar where you can't speak loudly, you'd be near the top of that list. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I I love it there. Uh, the bartender is who's always there knows Caitlin and I because we've been there a few times and we got engaged on the first time we ever went there so she knows us by face and she's awesome and she that's, actually like that's great she lets, yeah she lets us talk in normal volume and yells at everybody else we've been back oh, like so, three or four times so oh, so you don't you don't have to abide by the library laws so I'm, everyone else there knows you too is what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> Todd is above the rules I mean that's what we're learning it's the sexy yeah. voice so, in other words, I'm completely justified by saying you'd be one of the last people to invite <laughs> to go there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, I have a question for you. Who? 
it, uh, for you okay. about that 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 library beer place. It, uh, it, is their tap list all done by the brewery decimal system? Ooh, good question. Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's your dad joke of the pod right there. <laughs> this dad joke uh, was brought to you by Chris, dad of the pod. I did it. Hashtag dad of the pod. <laughs> You're the only one who can make that claim. That's true. That's true. As far as I know. Over. I do like that. I do really like that name. Uh, no, as far as I know, he's the only one who can make that claim too. I do like that name, the Burp Castle. Though I think that's a good name for a bar. Yeah, that's pre- that's pretty good. Yeah, and they do a lot of. They do you know everything is a Trappist beer. Um, some of their beers are pricey, like thirty, thirty five dollars a bottle. Uh, others are cheap, like eleven dollars a bottle. Yeah. No, we should tell our listeners if they ever find themselves in New York and, and they go into the Burp Castle, be like, "Hey, do you know this guy who doesn't?" abide by your rules and talk right. loudly pull and up a picture of me here. and be like do you remember do you me and caitlin and show them a picture but like, do you remember these two you'll get taken care of just a podcast my name. here yeah <laughs> that's great so t- uh chris you must be getting thirsty i am yeah i'm uh pretty excited about this beer let's just talk about something else so he can't drink i'm uh, it doesn't matter i'm gonna talk over you <laughs> <laughs> i edit so i can just <laughs> Do whatever I want. Uh, so this one, I actually, it's a brewery that I didn't even know existed. So um, I was walking through my favorite establishment for beer, and I found this Mantra Artisan Ales. And this is their Imperial Guru Gish, which is an imperial stout with caramel, vanilla, and peanut flavorings. That sounds sounded, really good. It sounded enticing. So let's crack this bad boy open, if I could get my... now. I have never heard of this brewery before either. Um, are they a Tennessee brewer? They are. Uh, they're out of Franklin, Tennessee, which if you're listening from Tennessee, it's like right outside Nashville. And I don't know a ton about them, if you can't tell, uh, because I, th- I found out that they existed today. Yeah. But, <laughs> Looks like Ted uh, needs to get more drink. <laughs> Is he already out? He is out. He's That's very sad about it. It's a small, it's very a, it's upset. A small nip, small nip. I, I, the power of Todd's voice compels you to go there tomorrow. <laughs> it doesn't though. <laughs> How about that? I think they're open every day of the week though. Hey, hey, I got you that beer that you say that you claim you can't find in Tennessee. So I was at my favorite place today, and granted, I didn't look specifically for it, but I didn't see it, and I would have been like, "Hey, I need this." Uh, so reading up a little bit about Mantra. Basically, some folks from Tennessee were like, hey, let's make a brewery. So one of them ended up living in Colorado for a bit and was a brewmaster of a local brew pub. And the other guy, Chad, Chad went to a professional brewing program in Berlin, Germany. So when they came back to Tennessee, they decided to open up this brewery. And that's like I said, the first time I heard of it. Yeah. So here it is. Nice and dark. As you would expect. Wow, that is that is very dark. Yeah, the SRMs are like four point two billion, so yep. uh, it's pretty pretty smart, uh, pretty pretty dark. So smelling it, it you can tell it's sweet. Uh, you get a l- I get a lot of the peanut flavoring more so than anything else. Maybe a little bit of like that milk that you know stereotypical milk stout smell. Yeah. Um, but let's see. Let's see what this uh what this tastes like. According to what I'm reading, it says that it's. It tastes like a rich, decadent candy bar. So let's see how. Oh boy! Let's, let's see how it how it holds up. So um, it looks it looks like it's gonna be delicious. Uh, the as you're tilting that, it looks like the head's staying on the glass really well. 
Hopefully it tastes like a decadent candy bar, because that would be that would put that up there one of the better stouts that we've had on this pod so far. Oh, we've had a lot of good stouts on this pod. Yeah, but it, this one seems unique. Mm. Most of them have, you know, like that, that smoky back to it. This one seems like it's going to be different. This is not Tud Cleo speaking, by the way, as you can tell, because that was <laughs> no, not no, no. nearly involved enough for that. By the way, <laughs> okay, let's, let's hear Chris's review of this beer, and then I want to talk about Tud Cleo from last episode. So it's good. It's definitely smooth, but it's got a bit of a kick to it because it is 10% alcohol, and it, it hides it a little bit with some of the flavoring, but it is still it's still 10% alcohol, so it's going to be kicking myself in the butt in a minute. So uh, It's probably a little cold, to be honest. Mm. I had it in my fridge, so I don't think I let it sit enough because when I taste it right now, I get, a, I get like your milk stout, uh, and then I get like caramel and peanut more so than the vanilla right now okay right. i could see uh, that I feel, I feel like it would almost bridge it br- like that vanilla would like bridge the gap better between the two it'll mellow out as it warms yeah up. i could see yeah that. because right now it just tastes it almost tastes like as though there's like just too much going on like it's just trying to be all these i mean it's not bad but i i i for what i was reading i was hoping it was going to be you know a little bit more light maybe if it weren't the imperial maybe if it was just the regular guru gish it might have been a little bit you know what i was expecting or if it was warmer so i mean i'll I'll keep you guys posted on the rest of the episode <laughs> i was gonna say is there a chance that you let it sit out and wait for it to get warmer yeah yeah absolutely i mean i'm not gonna chug a 10 percent beer right now but but i mean it's it's a solid beer you know for something that i just happened to see and pick off the shelf i can get i definitely get why they called it a decadent candy bar because it is very sweet, probably not something that you would want to drink more than one of. Right. And I could tell that at you know at the the normal one, if it was six point eight percent alcohol, it would be very sweet too because it didn't. I mean, it didn't have time to ferment to that imperial style alcohol. So you're going to get a lot of that residual sugar still in there. Yeah, that's very true. Good point. Yeah. So Todd so, gave his a four. I gave mine a four. What are you thinking for yours? You know, I'm going to be I'm going to be the Obert this time. Uh, so right now, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Uh, cause it's just, like I said, it's not bad. I'm going to, I'm going to drink the rest of the four pack, but I feel like there's just, they're trying too much at once and maybe it'll mellow out as it gets warmer. We'll have to find out though. So, so three and a half, uh, from Mantra Artisan Ales. Okay. Guru, Imperial Guru-ish. So I listened to last episode when it got released thank, thank and you for listening. yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> And I, I couldn't help listen to Todd Cleo. And I got to say, I was pretty impressed. You were pretty spot on. I thought you did a good job. And Thank you. I expected Todd Cleo to be Jamaican, though. I don't know why. Maybe because Cleo's in the name. But um, I definitely expected a little bit more Jamaica Vaughn in your Todd Cleo. Yeah, if I attempted to do that, I feel like it would take away from some of my effort of trying to channel, trying to pull the flavor from the ethos. Because sure. I'd be concentrating be concentrating too much of my brain on trying to make my voice sound Jamaican. Okay. So we just we're just not even gonna go to the Jamaican part. And okay. if you look it up, Miss Cleo was a complete fraud and she really didn't have a Jamaican accent either. Yeah, but you're not a complete fraud, so Right. Well, I was gonna say you could be just as much of a fraud with the fake accent. She set the precedent. Like she got away with the fake accent, so I think you can too. She eventually got sued for millions of dollars, so I don't know how much she got away so with. So she didn't get away with it, so good call not doing the accent, is what I meant right. to say. <laughs> right. Uh, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it, he's been, like, oddly spot on with some of this stuff, so it's been, I mean, 
obviously the beer spirits are speaking through him. So it's not like, you know, right. he's just the vessel for them to convey their message. But so, they said so, toffee. I said toffee. And we, Obert said toffee. I mean, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that ESP stands for extrasensory perception. And, and it's when you have these feelings that you can't, can't ascribe to any other sense. I feel like Todd has extra tastery perception where maybe we're so closely linked as friends that he can just a little bit taste what we're tasting. I think that so, might be part of the explanation. So is that ETP? <laughs> yeah, I think he's got the ETP. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. The science is all there. Yeah, right? You can't argue with the science. <laughs> it's, it says I, I can't. Todd, I don't know um, if you've updated your resume lately, but I think there's under skills and talents. You have a new thing you can put there. Just put ETP and ETP. leave it alone and ETP. let them ask me about what it means. And so it says here that you have ETP. What is that? <laughs> oh, good question. Do you have a beer? <laughs> so drink some. Can, sir, you can't drink during this interview. I'm not going to. You're going to. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. No, I, I, um, I appreciate the ETP. I'm looking forward to hearing more of it in future Todd Cleo segments. Yeah, when, yeah, when, when the moment strikes, I will unleash Todd Cleo again. Yeah. <laughs> so I just realized I didn't tell you guys about Sunrift, because I said I went there, but I didn't really get into it that much. I thought that was the end of the story. Yeah, I know. You told us all about a beer you had from them, but yeah. you didn't tell us about the brewery. <laughs> no, I went there today. It's right near the mall in Kalispell. Um I've been once before for a half pour of their Sunrift IPA, which I think is their best beer. It's a good, maybe not New England style, but a nice, very hoppy IPA. It's flirting the line with New England style. Okay. So would you give it like a 425 then? No. <laughs> I would say 375. That's not um, bad. Yeah. But you just rated their beer. Uh, yeah. Four. You know, I had this, I had this conversation <laughs> earlier. And... <laughs> I hold different styles to different levels, right? Like I love IPAs, therefore that would be one of my favorites. But even though I've had a lot better IPAs than that, if that makes sense. Belgians, this is a four for being a Belgian. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. So, I just okay. give me a hard time. No, I, I knew where you're going with it. And I, I had the debate too when I was rating them. But it's really cool. It's a little tiny spot. They have garage doors so in the summer they can open them up and just have the tasting room open to oh, that's really cool to like the public yeah it is really cool um even though it was like 15 today it was still warm in there i was worried with the garage doors it would be kind of drafty but no it was good yeah i played some cribbage in there it was fun it's a cool environment i know chris likes to play cribbage as well yeah i love cribbage yeah yeah i won i should point that out of course. Yeah. Um, but they have a little outdoor... I, I don't know how to play cribbage, just an FYI. All you have to okay, do is well. say 15 and then even numbers. So you'd be like 15-2, 15-4, exactly. 15-6, and then you just move a peg. That's all. Yeah, that's I, don't know all... The, I don't know what that means. No, it, it's just... A, it, you just make it up. That's, that's how it works. <laughs> Pretty much. And as long as you don't go over 29, not many people will be like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they bought the neighboring building, and they're planning on expanding to getting a real liquor license where they can sell mixed drinks and wine. And in the summers, they want to have those, kind of, those damn fake liquor licenses. Yeah. All they can sell is their own beer right now. They want to expand to selling everything. And then in the summer, they want to do 
outdoor music and just make it a cool environment, which I'm really excited for because they, like I said, they bought their neighboring building. They're expanding a lot. I really want to see Sunriff to do well. Even though it was kind of quiet today, I think it's a really neat spot and I'm definitely looking forward to going back. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I love those. I mean, we talk about it all the time, but I love those kind of places. Those like small, you can basically walk in and talk to the owner whenever you want kind of places. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And granted, it's a Sunday, so they were a little quieter, but um, but it was good. And now, Todd, you went to some breweries this weekend as well, right? Yeah. So uh, one of our mutual friends, Nick Adams, turned 31. Would you say he's a friend to- of the pod? I would say he's a friend of the pod. Um, yeah, he's a friend of the pod. You know, I don't know if he's listened to every episode, but he promises. Sorry, that he former so friend of the pod. <laughs> Enemy of the pod. Okay, got it. Glad we're on the same page. Um, so he turned thirty-one this weekend, and happy birthday, Nick. Yeah, happy birthday, Nick. Over. Go on. Over. Wish wish Nick a happy birthday. Nick, Nick, I'm happy that you turned thirty-one, but I just realized how much closer that makes me to my inevitable death. So. <laughs> 30, 30 was okay. 31, man, then you're like in your 30s, you know? You're not just so it's 30. Not, so it's not a happy birthday, Nick. It's a fuck you, Nick. Um, fuck you, Nick. Thanks for listening to some of our episodes, but you're still an enemy of the pod. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hang out with Blevin. Yeah. So anyways, uh, we went to Black Hog and OEC and then a place called Pies and Pints for his Pizza birthday. Pizza or fruit pies? So that's what I thought, too. They're they're, I mean, they're a full-scale restaurant, so they do everything. But it's a pizza restaurant. It's I was, okay. I was a little upset that there was no like real pie. Um, Tina was also upset that there was no real pie. So Tina I hates better. pie. She just thought, but her initial thought was like, yeah, there should be pie. There should be pie, and there should be yeah. pints. Not yeah. pizza pies and pints. There should be pies like blueberry and rhubarb and pumpkin. That would not be my first go-to if I heard pies and pints. I think yeah. I've been to. It's a chain, right? It's not a. It's a Connecticut Pi- chain, yeah. Yeah, I think I've been to a Pies and Pines before, and so you're already even when I heard of it, I wasn't like, like oh man, I can't wait for an apple pie and a stout. Yeah, no. I mean, I think it'd be weird too, as like it's a weird combination, and it makes sense. Pizza that it's and pizza. beer? No, 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 no. I think it'd be weird if it was like fruit pies and yeah. beer. But sure. at the same time, I was a little disappointed that they did not offer. You should have a, like at least any a token type of pie. pies for dessert. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Just like Colchester Pizza has got the pies, right? Yeah, and, exactly. And Two Brothers, <laughs> they have pie there too. Two Brothers has some banging pie. They do have. They do. Two Brothers is awesome. Actually, I've been thinking about Two Brothers a lot recently. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn it, I missed that place. So, um, <laughs> so we went to Black Hog, and Black Hog is. Black Hog was really popular. Like, it was busy as all could be yesterday. Their beer's okay. Sure. Where Where's you know, Black Hog? It's in Oxford. Okay. You know, their, their, beer's, their beer's beer, I guess, is the best way to describe it. It's nothing special, but it's it's not, like, drain-pourable. So it's, it's, just, it's in the low threes, is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, I think I rated everything there, you know, three, two, five, and below. Oh, okay. Um, They had one that was called a Citra Sparkler. Which is like their brute IPA, and for people on keto, brute IPAs are brewed to where all the residual sugar is brewed out of the beer. So it technically, you know, using air quotes, is a keto-friendly beer. Yeah, that sounds like an oxymoron, but right. Sure. Well, because but because the yeast literally eats all the sugars and all the carbs out of the, the beer, it's just alcohol. You're left with alcohol. Okay. It was only two point two percent. Tastes like a seltzer. Uh, um. Oh wow, that's light. Yeah, yeah, it was really like sparkling the name. I'm not too surprised. Yeah, it was it was okay. You know, we I 
tried a sip of every all the beer. So, you that's, know, that's the pregnant women and kids beer. Right, right. <laughs> We're not advocating for pregnant women to, to drink. By the way, we just have a friend do, or kids. Do your own research, <laughs> pregnant moms. Yeah, I don't know why I thought it was worse to, to apologize for the pregnant women. Comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, kids don't have their driver's license, so <laughs> as long as kids aren't drink, dr- drinking and then getting behind the wheel, you know, that'd be way worse. Oh boy, we're going down a wrong path. <laughs> so after after Black Hog, we went to OEC, which I've talked about on the pod a few times, is a brewery that does nothing but sour beers. Um, they also have guest beers in the in the brewery that are also sours as well. OEC is one of my favorite breweries in the state. Uh, tried all their beers as well. Their beers are fantastic. Shout out to Tony, who is one of the brewers there, and Chloe, who is their horticulturalist, because you know it's a, such a unique brewery that they have a horticulturalist on yeah. staff. Um, what is she horticulture? I don't know, and I, I didn't, I didn't have enough Todd, confidence to, I didn't have enough question. confidence Could, to Todd, ask. I got a question for you. What does a horticulturist do? Uh, they tend plants. Okay. Okay. Good. I'm glad we're at that base level. Okay. So, I'm so a, did they I'm have assu- a lot of plants? So I'm assuming that a lot of their beer has added spices and added berries and just additions that make it funky, for awesome. lack of a better term. That I'm assuming that that's what she does. Uh, Chloe, if you're listening to this, I did tell them to listen and they said they would. So Chloe, if you're listening to this, please drop us an email at dawfpodcast at gmail.com. A, we'd love to have you on as a guest. And B, we'd love to know exactly what it is that you are horticulturing for OEC. Hops. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, but they don't have a hop field. Huh. Well, I guess we'll never so anyways, know unless Chloe So anyways, OEC, OEC is fantastic. I recommend everybody go there. If One you go the, there, yeah, find a, Chloe, ask her what she does. Yeah, and then write and it. And then tell yeah. us. <laughs> One of the coolest breweries in the state. Um, you talk about little places to go that are just unique. OEC is exactly that. Everything they do is just unique to their own situation. And they're considered either the second or third best sour brewery on the face of the planet. So that also really helps. Yeah, I mean, OEC is just spectacular. Uh, you know, anybody who's listened to this, uh, who listens to this podcast that has heard of beer has probably heard of OEC just because they're they're well-renowned and well-sought-after on the secondhand market. But yeah, they're... Um, for people who they're something aren't special. familiar with OEC, what does it stand for? It's Latin. Oh, so it's not okay. It's not like a, it's every. It's just known as OEC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it stands for Order of Eccentric Brewers in the long, like when you translate from Latin to, to English. I like that. That's yeah. a cool name. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool. It is cool. Um, they do a lot of experimental stuff, like Ted was saying. So, and it high, heavily implies that they have a secret society at night. So that's Correct. also cool. <laughs> I'm imagining lots of robes and candles and pentagrams. So that's yeah. pretty sweet. And I will say for anybody who sits there on this pod and says, oh, I don't really like sour beers. Trust me. I get it. Still go there and try it because they have they have things that skew to be less sour. Like they had a an English style porter that was a little sour and they, I thought it was fantastic. Mm. I, I mean, I, I, my mouth is drooling thinking about taking a sip of it again. Just go check it out, everybody. Yeah, that sounds really sounds worth it. I wish I wish I could. Where is it? Oxford as it well? Is in, it is in Oxford as well. It's only three miles away from Black Hog. So yeah, so I thought the O in OEC stood for Oxford. No, it's Ordenum Ascensory Coctores, which means Order of the Eccentric Boilers. Hmm. Very interesting. So let's let's leave it there. Um, yeah. Chris, what is that? 
is that I see the door to your mailroom is is barely shut. It's bulging out. Oh, there we go. We have it. We have a letter. I think I think we're gonna have to get to the point where you stop printing these out, so you actually yeah. still save. Them. So you actually have a house. Save the environment, no, no, no. Chris. Listen, I am. I'm dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm dedicated to the bit. Okay. Uh, so we actually have a decent amount of listener mail right now. So uh, let's. I guess we'll just get into some. Um, we'll start off uh, with one from the beginning of February, and it's uh, from Groundhog friend of the pod Day. Sal. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So not, he not Blevin, right? Not Blevin. No. God no. Uh, so so Sal writes in and he said someone got drunk over and over again to find the cure for the hangover. It's called. Uh, it's a book called Hungover: The Morning After and One Man's Quest for the Cure by Shaughnessy Bishop Stahl. He hasn't read it, but apparently he lost friends along the way who were tired of him being drunk all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty. Pretty good. Uh, it seems like it would be a good read. I might look it up on Audible, see if it's there. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll put a link in our show notes to it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll do that. And then he also just made a quick side note. He said, uh, now an alcoholic beer is significantly fewer calories. I think we talked about this on one of them. And are a decent enough substitute for a beer-loving pregnant wife. So like like we were saying, pregnant wives should not drink beer. Unless right. it's non-alcoholic. <laughs> Unless it's not alcoholic, and two point two percent, I think, counts as non-alcoholic. If you have one, and I do got to say, you know, <laughs> I don't think it's any less calories. Uh, that's well, just, that's I mean, what... we we learned when we were talking about how much alcohol is in vodka or those vodka spiked seltzers that uh, that alcohol definitely has calories in it. So I could see if you eliminate the alcohol from beer, you would eliminate some calories. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'll accept your I'll accept your reasoning. <laughs> Thanks, Alexa. Oh, by the way, um, congrats, Sal. Good, yeah, good hey. job having a baby. Yeah, yeah, you did it. You did it right. That's yeah. how it's supposed to happen. Congratulations, you you completed the task. Chris is a solid name for a kid. So, uh, yeah, or so is Todd, friend of the pod. <laughs> Hashtag friend you, of the pod. Yeah, you know, just name <laughs> just naming the kid D A W F podcast is a perfect name. Do you there think if perfect. if your first name was hashtag, people would automatically ask what's your middle name? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So our next letter comes from friend of the pod Brandon, and he says, "Hey guys, my name is Brandon, and he's finally caught up on the episodes. So as of the twenty first of February, he will be able to listen on release day. So awesome. yay! Thanks. Cheers, thanks, Brandon. Cheers to that, Brandon. Glad you're listening Woo. along with us, and you get yeah, all the absolutely. inside jokes now." <laughs> yeah, right. He did it right. He started from the beginning and uh he, you know, he he understands all of the stuff. So, he loving the podcast though. Learning some, which is always good. So, he has a question for me, uh mostly and a beer suggestion for me as well. Oh, haha. So, his question is, how do I think the beer culture in Tennessee differs from that in Connecticut? And maybe Tud, since you've visited, maybe you can weigh in as well. You know, I've visited. I've been there. No, no, True. we don't count that time. <laughs> True. He spent one drunken where does, night. Where in does Nashville. Brandon come in? Is he uh, a Tennessean who lived in Connecticut as well? Does he have any experience no. in either? He is. He is Georgian. Okay. So yeah, uh, and he actually he gets into this. He says he asked this because he's in grad school in Georgia, but he's writing a thesis about beer in Georgia. 
and the difficulties that it has faced over time. Very cool. Interesting. I like yeah, that. Yeah, he lets I us would, know. I would read that. What's paper. he going to school for? Do we know? Uh, he didn't get that in depth. No, uh, I don't ask for autobiographies when people write in. But we'll just uh, say beerology. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's going to be a beerologist. Uh, and he says that apparently, and I didn't know this, apparently Georgia didn't get their first brewery until 1993, wow. which is crazy. Yeah. So, so Brandon, uh, we were actually just talking about this a little bit today. I feel like beer culture in Tennessee, at least it's more of a tight knit group than it was in, ten- in Connecticut. Like I go to breweries in Nashville or in Clarksville, uh, where I live. And it seems as though they can be th- like, I'll be like, oh yeah, I was just at Tennessee Valley, for example, and they'll be like, oh man, those people are awesome. They helped us, you know, set up our brewing system or, hey, they set up our, they helped us with this, or they gave us some gift taps and things of that, things of that nature. It seems as though the community down here really cares about one another. And that sounds weird. Uh, Whereas in Connecticut, I didn't get that feeling as much. And maybe it's just because I wasn't doing a podcast. So I I would disagree with that. I think the, I think the, the culture up here, they people do care about each other up here. I think that we're just naturally less open, friendly. Maybe something like that. I mean, two roads pretty much helps everybody under the sun that needs help. They're more than willing to go out of their way to to make things happen for people. And if you talk to the the, the culture, the the personal culture, not the brewers' culture, but people who go to breweries in Connecticut, that's a very tight knit culture up here where. Once you meet somebody, they'll say, well, I know this person and I know this person. And all of a sudden, you know, you know, 300 people because, you know, you met one or two people. That's how I got into it. I met a guy up in Vermont from Groton and he got me into the entire Connecticut beer scene. And it was just it it snowballed from there. So I think there's there's a scene. I just don't know. I just don't think we're as openly friendly as the southeast. Yeah. And maybe maybe that's it. And like like I said, I mean, I've obviously been drinking. I mean, I say semi-professionally, but that's not that's not true for like what? Oh man, is this episode twenty six? Holy shit, six months now! Wow, and congrats um, on half a year, guys. Yeah, hey, we made it. Yeah, <laughs> we made it half a year. Uh, so, and I don't know. It's just now I go into breweries and like ask to speak to the brewers and the, the owners if they're there. Whereas in Connecticut, I would just be like, "I give me the beer, please." So. Uh, so I mean, I like the beer culture in Tennessee. I guess if that's 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 the answer that you're looking for, it might not be Brandon. I'll sum up in three words. I like it. <laughs> yeah, three words. It do good. Just like it. <laughs> yeah. So Brandon, I hope I hope we helped a little bit. Uh, keep keep us updated. Thank you for listening. And your stickers are in the mail because. <laughs> So, and if your thesis gets uh, published, we'll link to it when you uh, when you tell us that all about it. Yeah, the yeah, beerologist, absolutely. right? Absolutely. When absolutely. you get your beerology degree, yeah, a doctor of beerology, perfect, cool. So we have another one, and I don't know, Todd, do you have this up right now or no? Is this is this my favorite one ever? This is your this is this is yours. Yes, it's the- if you would like, <laughs> if you would like to read it. So we have a special email from Brianna who uh, wrote in. And this is what prompted all of Tud's ego-maniacal-isms. Yeah, so she she says a lot of words. She um, does. She does that. She she said that, uh, obviously, she heard that we wanted people to email, so she wanted to send us an email. And she saw Chris on the Brew Lockers 
uh, Instagram live feed, and she and then Chris obviously mentioned our podcast, and she listened to them all way past her bedtime, and she basically had to say uh, that she was really impressed by my voice and thinks that I sound like a superstar. <laughs> and all right, Todd. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she did say that I sounded like Dr. Drew's brother. I had to do a little bit of research to figure out who Dr. Drew was. Apparently, he's a famous doctor that's on TV. So, well, yeah, but do you know his brother? Well, I, she <laughs> said I would, I would be him. Well, yeah, but everybody knows his brother is the sexier voiced one. Well, right. I mean, that's, that's clear. <laughs> I listen to his voice. I do sound eerily similar. So that's really good. Um, you know, she did say that uh, she heard that me say that Austin is the best beer city in the state of texas so she was going to research that but she also heard you talk about montana and she said that she can appreciate a big sky and are the stars incredible and plentiful so now, that's a question that's for you that's a good question and um real quick i will just say that the sky is so big here that to get some really amazing stars you have to really drive a lot further away than in connecticut where there's so many trees you can block out a lot of the light so even though we have a much more open sky uh you don't get as great stars unless you really really go far away oh that's interesting i never really thought about it like that yeah you know we do have northern lights here i haven't seen them yet it's it's on my my bucket list for the summer nice and she also talks about how she's going to try the pour over coffee method. She did not respond to say whether she liked it or not. And then she said, the, oh, yeah, the reason I'm here is because you said to say what up and tell you what we ate for breakfast. And she said, well, because it's 1.30 a.m., she ate just a, a bit, you know, about approximately a pound of tortilla chips, plain, listening to us. She's not on keto, but she is a vegan or mostly vegetarian person. And she wants to order that Chalk Zero that I was talking about a couple episodes and thinks that we should probably include it in our raffle for 1,000 giveaway. I will include it in my giveaway for when we reach our next milestone after we reach 1,000. By the way, we still haven't reached 1,000, so people go on Instagram and like us. Yeah, I like that. And you know what? Because I was such a such a big proponent of the um, the toast gummies, maybe I should include one of them for our giveaway as well. That'd there be, you go. I think that would be good. Go. And then her final question was, how safe is it for thin people to be on the keto diet? It is completely safe. It is a it's it's a, it's a standard diet without carbs. So as long as you're keeping your calories at what they say for your daily allotment, you're able to maintain weight on keto. So for for skinny people, for fat people, for everybody, keto, keto on. <laughs> okay, uh, well that she, was a good that was a great letter. I'm glad. I'm, yeah, you know it makes I me, am happy that she, it makes me happy. To, you know, as much as I'm against general thoughts. That one, glad we, we got a listener there. I'm glad that she enjoys the podcast so much. Yeah. And I'm glad yeah, that she no. really likes my voice. It's really awesome. Yeah. Um, I so, thought it was too. Thanks. No, not you. The, the letter was not not your voice. I don't I don't I don't find your voice that 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 lovely. So. And then we had that other person on the, the oh, okay. Instagram live. Todd, that's enough. That's enough. For <laughs> <about you>. Sweet. <laughs> Uh, so Ober, I do have one qualm that was given to me when I was on the Brew Lockers Instagram Live, and it's something that not none of us corrected. So you know, it's it's as much on Tud as it is you, but nope, <laughs> it's on Ober. Uh, so during our Galaxy Hopped beer uh, episode that we talked about a little bit, you, I think it was you, had mentioned that Elysian Space Dust had Galaxy Hops. That's not Galaxy. It is not Galaxy. No way. I know. That's mind-blowing <laughs> to me. 
I know. Me, well, like me too. I, said, I was that very... was the beer that got me into Galaxy Hops. <laughs> it I... is not Galaxy. Nope. I'm going to disagree with you. I, I, I don't think it was because it doesn't have Galaxy Hops in it. You don't think it was what? I don't think it was the beer that got you in the Galaxy Hops because oh, yeah. it doesn't have it. No, I. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. When I ha- it... I really enjoy that beer. For me, that's very closely linked in my mind to Galaxy. And now I have to go and do a long soul-searching walk in the woods to figure out yep. if I like Galaxy as much as I think I did. This yeah. is going to no, be I was... this is a beer revelation for me. This is live on the podcast, mind blown. I can't yeah, believe it. Yeah, I did it. not drop this on him before this. Yeah. So. Well, Chris, to be fair, keeps the mailbag under lock and key in his mm-hmm. in his house so you, you know what i will say chris this just proves that obert did not watch our instagram live on wednesday i'm sorry no, I... <laughs> I uh yeah i was i meant to but uh didn't <laughs> so yeah so that was some and you know i i would have put money on it having galaxy but i've only had it a handful of times so but anyways Obert, you find yourself you go find yourself because i do have i have one more letter to get through okay and this is from d-a-w-f fan at gmail.com aka yeah who we've been who we've who we've outed as friend of the pod dan um and he has a couple comments and ideas uh some of it editing that you know we had taken under consideration thank you for the feedback of course i honestly um, think that it would be way too much work to try and edit all of todd out of the podcast i don't think we could really <laughs> pull that off yeah i mean I, it's i feel it's, like we'd listen i feel like we'd lose a few listeners yeah my yes smooth, sexy voice. i agree we would yeah that's why we keep you around apparently <laughs> uh so he did have a question for todd and it says and I know you alluded to it in the beginning of the episode, but he says, why do you do the yo, 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 it's your boy Tud now? <laughs> so I originally started it as a joke to see if I could get a reaction out of uh, Chris and Ober. And you didn't. Yeah. And after they didn't, I just continued to do it. So it's become it's become a thing. Well, now it's my thing. I think everybody knows that's, that's the thing. first rule of comedy is if a joke doesn't land the first time, you keep doing it until it works. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. I mean, eventually, eventually, everything becomes funny if you do it enough. Yeah. And you yes. guys laughed today after I did the, you know, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up. Right, right, part. right. So, you know, this is a recorded podcast where we can go back and listen to the point where we can prove that neither me nor Chris laughed at that. Right. <laughs> oh, you did. Oh, you did. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Uh, okay so so anyways he, he was wondering that so we found out it's a classic comedy technique so a few other questions that he had uh it, does he feel like we think there is room in craft brewing for light beers that's a very good question it is it is a very good question i don't think the answer is yes what do you guys think i think there's a spot for it but it has to taste good like if there was a light beer right now i'd be all about it because It'd be like, you know, five grams of carbs and I could drink it on keto. Yeah. But it would have to taste – I want it to taste like a, like a true beer. Like that citrus sparkler from Blackhawk, don't want it to taste like that. Chris, what do you think? Oh, man. It's tough. I think I think you can't – I think I'm more on the side with Tud and that doesn't mean that I will order them. I think, I, I think it would be smart for craft brewers to make a light beer that to tastes have better tap. than – to have on tap because you are going to have those those guys and gals that like hey i drink bud light and you could be like well this is like bud light but better but tastes better right but tastes better or you're like hey you know i in a few hours have to drive and i'm going to drink one beer and i want it to be a light beer 
Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, I assumed light is in like Bud Light. Right. Versus like low you know, alcohol, three or four percent alcohol. Yeah. Well, it's the same. I mean, it's the same thing. There's a reason that. Well, not necessarily because you can have a sour that's like four percent alcohol. Yeah, light does not necessarily mean low in alcohol. Yeah. yeah. So here's my thoughts on the whole light beer thing. Um, light beer is really hard to make because any imperfections, there's so little flavor in a beer that any mistake is going to become really apparent on the palate. It's hard to hide your mistakes with a light beer. Um, Willie Brew does a certified gold as their flagship beer, which is a Budweiser-ish. It's your American lager. Okay. Um, which, I mean, it's good. It's a Budweiser. But to do a light beer, it takes so much work and dedication and cleanliness and control that you're not going to brew a light beer better than the big three can. Coors, Miller, Budweiser. I think it's a waste of time as a brewer who wants to make really good, really tasty beers to invest their time and energy on light beer. I think if that's the case, you might as well just put a 30 of Coors Light or Bud Light or Miller Light in your fridge for those people who are looking for that. Um, I don't think you're going to be able to pull it off. Sure, American Lager, of course. But to make it a light beer, that's hard. It's really hard to do. That's a good point. I think you just swayed me. I think I'm on your side now. So <laughs> I'm still sticking uh, by mine. Uh, so he does have two more follow-up questions. So what are your favorite mass market non-light beers? Mass market. Oh, um, Michelob's Amber Bach. Um, okay, I know. Chris, do you have one? Uh, so he listed a few of his, and I think... What did he list? To, he listed UFO White, uh, Sam Adams Cold Snap, and Magic Hat Number 9. So, and two of those three, you know, just for the inf- information for the audience, are just... I. Th- I'm fairly certain just northeast. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I would. That wasn't what I was thinking when I came up with my answer. Yeah, because I assume you would, you would say like Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, sure, or something. Yep, like. that's what I exactly yes. what I would say. Yeah, like Sierra like Nevada that. Torpedo is really good. I mean, I'm thinking of like Ballast Point Victory at Sea. That's pretty good. It's a good that's one. A good one for me. Ballast Point Grapefruit Sculpin. Is the question just what's the best nationally distributed beer in your mind? It says, favorite mass market non-light beers. Yeah, but how are you guys interpreting the question? Something that's mass market. I mean... You can get anywhere. I, would, I, I would think say, nationally yeah. distributed is important. Yeah. So... Like, you could say... Like, over... This is a good example for you to say Elysian Space Dust. Yeah. That would be... That'd be up there. That would be up there. I think not as high as Sierra Nevada, but... Uh, I yeah. think I'd either say Shock Top, because I really like Shock Top, or Ballast Point Grapefruit Sculpin. Okay. Yeah, those are good. Those are good ones. I'll stick with uh, I'll stick with my victory at sea. I like that one. I haven't had it in a minute, but it's good. It's good. And then the last one is, uh, where do you see the craft beer explosion going in the future? Do you think breweries are becoming too prevalent? Slash, is the market oversaturated? Very good question. Something that has always been um, on the edges of our discussion when we talk about breweries, but we haven't gotten into that topic yet. Um, I'll say in Montana. It's interesting because we have, I believe, 14 breweries in a valley of, with 100,000 people in it, which I think is a lot. I think it's hard to sustain that population, but I also think that breweries are becoming the new place to hang out. And we don't have any breweries here that brew expensive beers. And by that, I mean like the the treehouses, the beard, the uh, Fox Farm, the places that are going to sell you a 
20 ounce or $20 four pack. Um, we don't really have anything like that. And I think that something like that could really take off in Montana. Yeah, I think I agree with you that they're becoming the new breweries are the new bars. Our parents age, their parents, you know, for as long as bars and pubs have existed, that's been the gathering place. I think what you're seeing now is more, hey, let's go to the brewery. There's a food truck there. We'll hang out there. More so than, hey, let's go down to, you know, Joe's pub and get a beer and a burger. I think what you're seeing is a, a shift in people's preferences that they want to hang out at a brewery versus hang out at, at a bar. Um, the brewery they can go to, they know they know if they like it or they want to experience something new. They can hang out there. There's usually lawn games that you really don't get at a bar. Um, so you can play Bago or you can play Giant Connect 4 or different, you know, tumble, Jumbling Tower. Those types of things at a brewery that you can't do at a bar. Do I think the market's really oversaturated? Possibly. I haven't seen many breweries fail, though. That's true. So, you know, a sign of market saturation would be a large amount of breweries opening and then others closing or the same ones that just opened closing. And it hasn't happened yet. I think that there are some breweries, and at least in the state of Connecticut, that I think should close. But at the same time, every time I've gone there, they're packed. So who am I to say... It's working. It's clearly working yeah. for them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's working for them. I mean, and then you go to some, some of the best breweries in the state, and they're completely empty. So, yeah, I mean, I think I think it speaks a lot when we talk about, and we talked about many breweries on this podcast, where you know you go to OEC for your sours, you go to Treehouse for your wait in line delicious beers, you go to Black Hog if you want subpar beers. You go to New England Brewing Company for like those old style favorites, you know? I think they're, I personally believe, and I, and there's not, I think they are becoming too prevalent. And that sounds sacrilegious on this podcast. Uh, because in Clarksville alone, I can think of five or six breweries. And, and like Clarksville isn't that big. Uh, and in Nashville, there's like probably like 20 just in Nashville. So it's but like, if you think about it this way, how many bars are in Clarksville? I don't even know. I, I know of a handful, but I don't know of that many. Uh, Would you say that more, there's more bars than breweries? I don't know. I, I have, I've only been to one bar in, <laughs> in Clarksville, so, but I've been to all the breweries. So, I mean, I guess that's one thing. But I think, I think they're, you know, when you go on Untapped and you see that there's over a billion, like uh, however many beers there are, that's, you know. How are you supposed to complete your Pokedex if you if you if they keep opening right. new breweries? I mean, I love it. It's just it's getting to the point where it's where you have to like fight with yourself about hey, where are we gonna go? Like I don't know. Uh, it's, maybe it's just an old dad talking. But no, I I think it's I think we're just starting to touch on the conversation here, and I think that it's something for us and the audience to think about. Okay, so this. That clearly got a little bit a little bit more out of hand than we thought. So, uh, but I just want to do quick quick update before the handles. Uh, as the beer warmed up, my guru Gish from Mantra Artisan Ales, it was it was a lot better. It was way more smooth uh, than when it was cold. So that was probably my bad more so than anything. So just uh, that's good. That's a good brew. Yeah. Good follow up. Yeah, I know. I know everybody was on the edge of their seats. You know when they were. When they heard me give my rating, but uh, it was it, it made it a lot more enjoyable. I think I'd only bump it up maybe a quarter point. I could be persuaded for a four if they sent me free beer, but until I think then it's a three seven five. Yeah, until then it's three seven five. Week wink. By the way, we can so, be bought. 
<laughs> yes, as we said, and I think one of our first episodes. Yeah. We- <laughs> oh, I'm all for buy. I mean, if if the worst brewery in the state wants to pay me off, I will rate their beers a five. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where our loyalty. You, you heard it. It's free beer. You heard people. it here, Stony Creek. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely. Uh, been- the the worst beer I've had in the state is definitely a beer that I've had in the past month. Okay, there we go. Okay. So you, you, it's up to you. People, write in. Let us know what beer that was. Uh, but anyways, it is that time of the episode finally because it has been has been a long one this week, and where we leave you with our three handles on our frosty mug of wisdom. We give you something to look into, look forward to, improve your life. A new motto to live the rest of your days by. Yeah. And uh, who wants who wants that first handle? Well, I don't have Hakuna Matata 2, but I will take the handle. I will take the mug first. <laughs> um, I'm currently reading a book by Aziz Ansari titled uh, Modern Romance. You guys know who Aziz is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's um, an Indian-American comedian. and he, he was on Parks and Rec? He was on Parks and Rec. His parents were part of an arranged marriage, and he grew up in America doing normal American dating habits. And this book is all about the difference between like looking at the evolution of dating from what his parents had to deal had to do, which and like I said, he's a comedian, stand-up comedian, so he talks about, you know, like his dad went on, met three women before he started before he decided to get married. The first one was too short, second one was too tall, third one was Aziz's mom, who his dad has been married to for 30 years, right? So he talks about how we've gone from a marriage system like that to now where you can, it's so easy to find people to date. And um, even if you're not someone who is like necessarily our age or um, or single or anything like that, I did really appreciate this book for um, what it had to offer. I'm I'm still reading it right now, but he partners with a sociologist from NYU. Eric Kleinberg is the person's name, and they did a bunch of research on what it's like to be dating in America, um, especially in a in a city um, today. And I just got a big kick out of it because I think Aziz is funny. It's easy to read the book in his tone of comedy, and um. I really enjoy it. So that's my handle for this week, Aziz Ansari's Modern Romance. Nice. Yeah, I can I can happily say that I'm I'm glad I don't have to deal with dating. <laughs> yeah, but like I, I'll reiterate, even if even if I was someone who wasn't dating, I think it would still be a good read. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's good. Um, I'll go next. So my cool. handle this week is a game that just came out on the Nintendo Switch called. Tetris 99. Oh, I heard about this. It's free, I've right? heard of that too. It is a free game. Um, it is, it's in the same vein as like a Fortnite or Player Unknown Battlegrounds or Apex Legends, which is the new one. Meaning it's a battle royale. It's a battle, yeah, battle royale with 99 people and <laughs> you play Tetris against each other. So 99 people and be- enter and there's one winner. Correct. And the better you are at Tetris, the better you're going to place. Um, the more lines you complete in tetris the more lines you send out to other people and make them sabotage their game the more tetra tetrises that you get the more the even more lines you set up um you have to battle when people are sending you lines back it's just a really fun game it's really quick 
Um, sometimes the games can take, you know, 10 seconds because you just get absolutely destroyed in the middle or the beginning of the game. And other times it lasts a really long time. It's, it's a lot of fun. Anybody who has a Nintendo Switch, go download it right now. I think it's available it's for other platforms too, right? I think it's on Steam. Okay. Um, I don't think it's on Xbox or PS4, but go check it out. I've been playing it on the Switch. It is one of my favorite games at the moment. Nice. I've been meaning to get into that. Can I play with you, Todd? Of course. I mean, like, I don't. does it work that way? I, I You know what? I don't have any friends on the Switch, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. So we'll play together if that's a thing. If it's not, well, we'll pretend. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll download it, too, and we can all Tetris it up. So And Tetris is fun. I mean... Tetris is one of my favorite, like, old school games. I mean, yeah. Everybody loves Tetris. Yeah, it's been around for, like, what, 40 years? Yeah. That and Pong. Yep. All right. Chris. So, Chris. What do you got? Okay, so Last Handle this week is something that ties in with uh, what I talked about a little bit last week. So, since I've been addicted to Twitch, I found this Twitcher uh, called A-Drive. right? Tweecher. Tweecher. Yeah, he tweeches. Um, A-Drive. Uh, he's uh, he does primarily Pokemon stuff, so that's kind of what that I've like been twerking? playing. Is twitching like twerking? No, it's twitching. And anyways, so and this is old, but on YouTube, if you go to A Drive and subscribe to his channel, he has this Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire uh, randomized Nuzlocke shiny race run against another Tweecher. I love <laughs> I love the idea of. So I understood every one of those words. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand a damn word I'm of what just came sure out of your mouth. I'm pretty sure that ninety percent of our audience didn't is in Ted's shoes. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire are are Pokemon games, and A Drive and this other guy they got a copy of it somehow hacked somehow that completely randomizes every facet of the game, including uh you know Pokemon types. Pokemon move sets, what they learn, et cetera, et cetera. So, so you could have like a Metapod that knows Earthquake and is flying type. Exactly. Yes. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, so what they're doing is, and I, I'm on episode, I think, five right now. And what they're doing is they're racing and they can only use shinies, which is basically just a different color sprite that they get for uh, whatever pokemon they catch so they have to like it's it's insane it's crazy because i don't understand still any of these words yeah you you won't and like like over said 90 percent of the people won't but if you're interested in pokemon and you like watching stuff like that head over to a drive's youtube channel and check it out because it's a lot of fun i'll put links in the show notes to the first one and can i sum it up and say that to the 10% 10% of our audience that understood all of those words and to the other 10% of our audience that is like curious and likes to enjoy <laughs> random things. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I've, I've been enjoying it. So like, like I fully plan on buying the Pokemon game when it comes out for the switch, but I don't understand what we're talking about right now. That's why it's fun to <laughs> and, watch and, because it's that random. Right. It really is. Um, yeah. So, but go ahead and check it out. I'll put links to the show notes, but it's the Omega Rub- Omega ruby alpha sapphire nuzlocke randomizer shiny race or something like that so it's it rolls right off the tongue (laughs) todd have you ever seen the movie rat race is that with mr bean yes Uh yes this is that but a video game version (laughs) okay i didn't like that movie okay then don't don't take todd's don't take chris's hand to drink from it 
Okay, I will not. <laughs> so with that, um, thank thank you all for listening this week. Uh, I, we'd like to thank the breweries or the we'd like to thank the places that provided today's drinks. I'll go first with thanking Old Glory Distillery for smooth shine blueberry and lemonade flavored moonshine. I'd like to thank Mantra Artisan Ales for their Imperial Guru Gish. And I'm going to thank Sunrift for the Supernova, the delicious Belgian triple I'm drinking tonight. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Untapped at DAWF Podcast. On Instagram, we are still running that contest. Once we reach a thousand followers, we will do a, a drawing for beers from Montana to be shipped to the winner. So go on Instagram if you haven't already and like and follow us. Once we get to a thousand, we'll announce it on the pod and we'll do the whole thing like we did at five hundred. Um, hashtag follow the email with your comments, questions, general thoughts, concerns, hatred, what you had for breakfast. Uh, as Obert always says, he doesn't like it, but yeah, he actually did like the random one we got today. As did I. Fair. Um, Fine. We also like anything that you're going to send in that that really compliments me. I really appreciate that as well. <laughs> um, make sure you let us know if you want stickers. We've been placing them around. Also, we've started up a new thing on Instagram where every Wednesday, two of us hop on and do an Instagram live to kind of hype the, the episode, but also, you know, announce beers that are coming out that week and just have a general quick conversation, usually around 20 minutes to a half hour. Uh, you can watch it up to 24 hours after we do it. So make sure you're logging in either on Wednesday to watch us live and we'll talk to you and interact with you there or watch it thereafter. That way you just you just stay in a loop, something else that we offer. Um, definitely helps for the people who are in Connecticut, Montana, and Tennessee to discuss beer releases that week, too. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed yeah. the first few, so I'm excited. Uh, I look forward to it every Wednesday now. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I I really, really, really like it. It's just a different medium for you guys to interact with us. And then if, you, sure liked, going... if you like how sexy Ted's voice is, just wait till you see him on Instagram Live. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, you know, the past two episodes, it's been, uh, Chris and myself doing it, and then Obert was in the chat for one of them. I'm sure we'll switch it up going forward as need be. Um, but you know, keep keep an eye out for that. It's usually around nine to ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Adjust that going backwards across the country. I'm not going to do that math for you guys. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you're going on iTunes. Give us a rating and and leave a review. The more ratings and reviews we get, the higher we move up the ranks. The more people will find us. It's it's really helpful for us guys, so just make sure you're doing that. I know you guys leave a lot of comments on our Facebook, on Instagram. Make sure you're going over there and just doing one more thing. I know it's a pain in the ass, but it really works for us. And anything else, guys? Uh, so Jenna is going to be joining us again. Uh, I think I we talked about it on the Instagram Live, but she will be on the episode that airs on March 14th. So all the Jenna fans out there, you will uh, you'll hear her lovely voice again. So. Please, uh, yeah, she's please. substituting in for me. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be MIA. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So. We'll talk about that in another episode, but yeah, uh, maybe next episode we'll go more in depth with that. But yeah, the one before you're not gonna be here. <laughs> and so with that, my name's Ted. My name's Chris. My name's Mr. Oscar. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Oh man, I, I'm so excited that we share the podcast with Mr. Oscar this year. Hey, yeah, I didn't know that. Get out of my trash can. <laughs> yeah, when when did they let you know? I we didn't react at all on the podcast.